Welcome to Interdimensional Coffee Talk. I am Beverly Isla. On this podcast, we talk about the awakening journey, otherworldly beings, and how these two topics are closely interrelated. If you are in any way interested in discovering who you really are and what you are capable of, I encourage you to listen to the episodes and follow the experts that you resonate with. This knowledge is available for the truth seeker. I have been on my awakening journey for almost three decades, and one thing I know is there's no particular destination, and it's best not to be adamant about reaching a destination. I once had that grandiose goal, and I realized I've been missing the magic along the way because of it. Everyone's journey will be different, so enjoy the process and be present to both the challenges and the miracles that come your way on this path. Today's guest is Stacy Hernandez. She is a facilitator at the Light Body Academy and teaches energy tracking, quantum unraveling, reality management, and personal transformational skills. Her specialty is ego mind transformational work as well as teaching how to track energy and clear at multi-dimensional levels. So in this episode, we'll be talking about the awakening journey, what it looks like, what to expect, as well as some of the things you can do, even if you're not interested in this journey, so you can feel some relief and peace over the current events. Stacy will also be talking about her experience with otherworldly beings and how those relationships can be facilitated, as well as why it is important for humanity to open up to the idea that we are not alone in this universe. Lastly, she will address the concern that many have over their loved ones choosing not to awaken at this time and the concept of what happens to those who choose to cross over and check out of this life. Thank you, Stacy, for coming on today and sharing with us your insight. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? So far, so good. So <laughs> from your experience, I know you have a couple things going on. But one of them is tracking energy and teaching others how to do it. So maybe let's start with your story. Like, how did you even get to doing that? Why did you get started with that? Yeah. So, you know, probably like most people's stories who are kind of in this world, as a kid, you knew that you were different, right? And for me, I definitely like, I could hear it, sense and know people's feelings and, and what they were going through. And I was hyper, hypersensitive. And I just remember even the animals too. And I kind of learned to start shutting that down because I wanted to fit in. I, I, I wanted to be, you know, I was a people pleaser. I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, following the path that you're supposed to follow. And so I really started shutting that down. And when I really after college started coming back into it, my gateway was really going into yoga. I started with yoga meditation and started teaching. I owned my own studio and did all that stuff and then really got reconnected to really connected more to that deeper level spiritual work. I also am have an indigenous background. I'm, I'm Lakota and Seneca, but my ancestors, my bloodlines are too small to be enrolled in the tribes. And my ancestors were really disconnected from my indigenous side, but I've always had that. And my family taught me certain, certain ways of being that were cultural that I brought with me uh, throughout my lifetime. And so that it comes back up. And so when I was when I graduated college, I really wanted to start reconnecting with my indigenous roots. And that's when I really started going in deep. 
And I, I started doing ceremony and lodge. And I started connecting with that more multidimensional level after real, starting really digging into ceremony. And so about, I want to say about 10 years ago, I started digging in deeper to ceremony and I connected with, with Christina from Light Body Academy. Well, and she and I really started going through ceremony together and initiations together and all of that. And we got deeper and deeper and deeper into that shamanic type of work, into that type of experience. And then we started, oh, we got opened up to that more multidimensional way of being. And once I started getting into the multidimensional work, that's where I found my home. You know, that's where I started to realize, whoa, okay. Because I always felt not of this planet. How do you reconcile that in a mainstream world with your family and everything else where no one else is? So you just kind of go through life and everything. And so once I started getting really introduced to the multidimensional work, probably about eight years ago, it, it was like my world started opening up. And so I did, you know, I trained in Reiki and I trained in all different like indigenous ceremony and all that, that sort of thing that all just kind of helped me get to, on that path. So I bring my ancestors with me. I bring that experience with me to, to everything that I do. Okay. So you have like quite a few modalities under your belt. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the general journey that people can expect on their awakening journey. I guess you can say it like that. To you, in your opinion, what does it mean to be multidimensional? Yeah. So um, for me in particular, what that meant was that I know that there is, how do I, I, how do I say this in a way that's going to resonate with a lot of people, where, where I know that, first of all, I'm not alone, that we are not alone on this planet, mm -hmm. that this planet is a living, she is a living being. And all the planets are living beings and that we are not just of this planet, that we were, we were created uh, to be here. We incarnated to come here, but that there is a vast world beyond just being in this 3D experience on this planet. And so being it, it, that multidimensional to me is connecting with those, with that, with the other levels of awareness. And once I was able to open up to those levels and really kind of let that come into my heart space, then that exposure started. So what can people, you know, I've, I've heard lots of different stories of how this introduction happens for people. For some, it is, a, a, let's say like a ET sighting or an experience like that. They may have beings come to them in dream time. They may have them come to them while in their wake time. They may start getting connected in a particular way. But one of the things that my expansion has been and my awareness has expanded to is that we're talking about not just at those, let's say, galactic levels. We're talking about elementals. We're talking about beings of all different dimensional experiences. So it's opening in that way of, of this awareness that, that is not just like what we think of as Star Wars, or we don't think of as, as something like that, you know, that it's all different levels of awareness and different levels of dimensional work. 
We experience this in certain practices already when we, like, even when I think about what I used to really go into ceremony, when I go into sweat lodge or something, we were bringing our, we were going into a different dimensional experience. We were going into a different level of awareness that was beyond our ego space. And that is an, a multidimensional experience. They're going into what I was been taught ancestrally as the spirit world, you know, but the, you know, and talk communicating with our star people, but there's so much more to it. And the more we open up to the beings that represent these different dimensional experiences, the more we get tapped into the different varying levels of multidimensional work. We mm. have someone that we know, Bev, that is really, really connected to the Sasquatch. And she has a whole tribe of, of, she has, I don't like to use that word, like a cultural, I, I, I still believe in cultural appropriation. So she has a whole group of people that she, her and others will go looking for Sasquatch, connect with Sasquatch out in the woods. And that is their way of connecting and starting that multi-dimensional experience. Others may connect with the fairy realm. Others may connect in, in certain ways by going out into nature and starting to communicate with the different elementals. And that's their way of starting to go into more multi-dimensional levels. Right. So there's a lot of gateways in. There's a lot of gateways in. And what I found is you play around and you see what your heart opens up to, see what you connect with. You know, so I know someone who really just sticks in the angel realm or or the fairy realm, and that's their multidimensional awareness. Others really resonate with past life work and have have worked in their lifetimes when they were in Atlantis, and that's their exposure to multidimensional work, and that's where they stay. Others are able to play around with levels in, in different levels and going up to all different levels. I try to keep myself as open as possible to see what else is possible? What else am I here to witness? You mentioned so. quite a bit here. So um, just, <laughs> that's okay. I like a lot. A lot of information is great. So what I'm hearing is there are different dimensions. And I guess people just have to tune in to decipher which dimension they're in, right? And which one is safe for them to play in where they're at at the moment. And being able to connect with different beings in different dimensions, everybody will have a different experience as to who they connect with more. Can you comment on how people can decipher which dimension they're in? I mean, the elemental realms, I understand it's they are more into nature, but also the Sasquatch. Now, Sasquatch and mm -hmm. elementals are slightly different. From what I understand, Sasquatch are interdimensional beings. So how can people mm -hmm. decipher between the different dimensions? Like, how do they know, oh, I am in the elemental realm or I am in 60, 70. Like there's just so many mm -hmm. different options. So for the, yeah, yeah, maybe you can explain a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, so first, first of all, you know, frequency attracts frequency, right? So where you are resonating is where you're going to be matched. Okay. So let's say you have a relationship with the Sasquatch. And you have a certain relationship that, but I don't have that connection. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm not resonating at their, that frequency to be able to connect with them. And so that's why you see some people that are really connected or see something or know something or, or, or experience something that another doesn't witness or see because we all have different frequency matches. So that piece is really important to know. So 
that just knowing that piece is going to help you to understand. Here's my philosophy and here's how where I'm at with, with the work. And especially because we are kind of upgrading to this new earth where we really are coming into this new age, this new way of being. And all of these, we see it around us. Everything's crumbling, right? Like all oh, the ways. Yeah. So that also means these old ways of teaching, right? Like you got to do it this way to go here. You got to go in this order to do this ah, and do this. You thank know, like, you for mentioning that. <laughs> yes. And so like, even like, I'm like, I'm not even called to Reiki anymore because it's a, it's a, there's a certain style you do, you know, there's a certain way of doing things. I just track the energy and it takes me where it takes me. So for me in particular, I try not to even put any definitions around it. So if I'm tracking into something and I know I'm somewhere, mm. if I'm not getting a hit of where I am, or what beings are with me, then I'm just still, I'm making sure that it's, I'm meant to be here, that there's what, what is there for me to learn? What is there for me to, to do? Show me where, why I'm here. Like I'm always asking questions. I'm always doing that temperature check, that gauge. Okay. Is this safe for me? Is this a safe place? Is all of that sort of thing. I'm not letting the ego mind get in the way. I'm not letting the ego mind define, okay, so you're in the 90 right now and you're working with the whoever, you know, like I'm, I'm not even like doing that. So you're not overanalyzing. Yes, because the more we can get out of our way, right? The more we can get the ego out of the way and be in our heart space, it's going to take us to where we need to go. And so a lot of times what my work involves is I'm calling in certain beings, whether they're in my team, my entourage, my crew, or if they're beings that are coming to match me, to come coming to connect with me, they're showing me where to go. And they're helping me to go into, so if let's say I'm working on you, Bev, and I'm clearing something up in you, one of your entourage members may show me, okay, I got to go into your throat. There's some some block there. There's something there, or there's something that, there's some program that's still attached to you. A lot of times it's not only me and my entourage doing it, it's your entourage. It may be a Sasquatch that comes in to, because there's something there that needs to get cleaned up and they're they're the guide for me to get in there. So if you can get out of the way and not try to define like, okay, right now I'm in the Taloric realm. Now you may set an intention to say, I'm going in the Taloric realm right now because I want to connect with the knowns. Great. You're setting an intention and you're seeing where that takes you. Sometimes I'll even set an intention and then I'm taking it elsewhere. You know, I may start there and then take it elsewhere. So a lot of times I'm just in a place where I'm just holding space for what's presenting. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It is. And it, 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 I find that it is key to, to have that approach because you become, I guess, more fluid and you go where there's no way you could plan to go. I do think that is an important part to kind of waving around <laughs> these different dimensions. Now, for people that want to gravitate and discover more of those areas, why is it crucial that they, I guess, be really committed to their awakening journey? Like, what is it that they can gain from that versus someone who doesn't really care about the awakening journey, but just want to connect with beings? <laughs> like- well, yes, it's fun to connect with beings. I absolutely can agree <laughs> that it can be fun. So for those folks that are curious, that aren't necessarily doing it for a spiritual awakening, <laughs> but they're doing it to, to just have fun, that's great. Again, like, there are groups out there who do that. The UFO searchers, the, you know, the Sasquatch groups that are there to just kind of see who's out there, right? That that can be great. They're here for our transformation as well as their own. So the more we can connect in with them, 
the more we can transform and know who we fully are. So the, the, the intention or the benefit of working at these multidimensional levels is we're clearing out those blind spots. We're clearing out those layers that no longer serve us, those programs, those constructs, those, those limiting beliefs that, that hold us back to, from being who we fully are. And I know for someone like me, I'm on a mission to be in full expression of who I am. And I feel like I have so much more to go to even know who I am. Because who I think I am, I know is not who I am, but I am discovering that part of who I am. You know, <laughs> that makes it's an sense. endless journey. It, it's, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't stop. So once I opened up to really getting into multidimensional work, what that did for me is then I saw the full spectrum of my transformational experience. So I saw that the certain behaviors and patterns my ego is connected to in a 3D experience when I am have a children a child next to me and I'm getting frustrated with, with my child or I, someone just cut me off and I'm pissed off when I'm driving, whatever it is, you know, from that level to then going all the way back to almost creation of where where my trigger started when I'm reacting to a child who's whining and complaining, you know, and knowing that spectrum is there and I can clear it at those levels of original incarnation of where that trigger started, if it started at that level or if it started in two past lives before, whatever it was, starting and, and clearing it at those higher levels, what I, I've realized happens is then if I clear it at the higher levels, I see the evidence in my life, in my 3D life. And when I work on something in my 3D life, I see how much more open I am to witnessing, experiencing, connecting at those multidimensional levels. It's all one. So the other thing is, and I, I truly believe this, that the more work I do at those levels, I'm, I'm cleaning up humanity. This is not just for me. This is for all, and not only just humanity, but for all beings. We are all on a path of liberation in one way or another. Oh, yeah, I you completely know? agree. What we do down here as a collective will directly impact other civilizations for sure. So what I'm hearing then is the difference someone experiences when they're reaching out to a another being without really being interested in their awakening journey versus someone who is and also reaching out to other beings is the person who is on their awakening journey kind of has will experience more depth and they're going to have more of a internal clearing, I guess, versus someone who just wants to reach out for fun sakes, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, for funsies. And, <laughs> yeah. And another thing that I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is the person who is on their awakening journey and having a relationship with um, another otherworldly being is that being can help that person a little bit more their journey versus someone who's just reaching out to them for superficial reasons. What's your thoughts on that? Maybe they won't even be able to reach out to the person who is not on their awakening journey just because the frequency is just too far apart. Yeah, it definitely could be. I find that when you are in this experience to grow and transform, your relationship shift. You become much more intimate and vulnerable and connection becomes a really important piece. Community, connecting, connecting with yourself, connecting with others, connecting with with, you know, connection is such a key piece from when people who are here to just like 
be in their ego minds and say, oh, I want to see that that extraterrestrial being. Right. Or, oh, I want to I want to prove that Sasquatch exists or Bigfoot yes. exists or whatever it is. You know, there's that disconnect from the heart. There's a how are they living their lives? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if people are not wanting to do that, that deeper level work in and healing and being the best version of themselves, not saying that Sasquatch people, you know, people who are trying to find the Bigfoot aren't that. You know, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying that there's a missed opportunity to really connect on a deeper level in a holistic, full-hearted who you are on all levels, because it's not just this bio suit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what abilities in your experience become natural when people start to awaken? Like what are just... So it's interesting. And I, when I think about, you know, my work at Light Body Academy and, and facilitating labs and just and, and, and playing with with newer, newer folks in this in this arena or doing like one on ones and I'm working with someone who's not as attuned, what it's exciting to see their awarenesses come online. And I see this happen in different ways. Some get the visuals where they they get a visual of something. Some may see actual beings. Some may see actual scenes, like kind of like in a movie or pictures where they see kind of experiences or stuff happening. Some feel it in their bio suit or feel it in their body and they get physical sensations. And those are actually data sets that are taking them into deep levels of awareness or different dimensional levels. And it's fascinating when someone says like, okay, my right shoulder hurts. And then you tune into it and it takes you through a portal into a whole different different planet or different experience, you know? So it's really important to be open to the subtleties that any sensations matter. So if it's a physical sensation, if they hear something, if they see something, if they get thoughts into their head, it's the thought piece can be interesting because they get they get to decipher between is this my ego talking or is this me trying to interpret mm-hmm. or yep. is this an actual like data set that's coming forward you know so that's a piece that that takes some time to learn how to discern what's really presenting but overall that's what starts to come on online you start to become more sensitive again I know one woman where it's all about physical sensations, but they are so profound that when she gets it, we know we're going to be taken somewhere that's really going to get us to dig in and clear something up. Mm -hmm. So it just really, it really depends on the gifts that I have more of a visual and I get a knowing, you know, I get the, I see things and then I know, I know too. So some people just get an automatic knowing. It's just, you got to know, you got to be able to discern where that knowing is coming from. Exactly, exactly. I think that's my str- my strongest strength is the knowing and I do get caught up in discerning it. So I th- and I think that's crucial crucial for anyone going through their awakening journey is being able to decipher because that also applies to the ET realm because are you picking up are they good for you are they not good for you or should this be something you should be even going into. So yeah, discernment, I'm glad that you mentioned cuz that's super super important. Now with what's going on in the world right now, why is it crucial, if you think it's crucial, to discover our true selves? Yeah, I think that our only way out of this is our personal sovereignty. And so what that means is <laughs> if you can govern, 
Yeah. <laughs> so if we can go- govern within, right, be self-governed, that we are not reacting to the external circumstances, that's what's going to keep us strong. That's what's going to keep us going. That's what's going to keep us growing and transforming on all levels. So if we leave this planet, we're continuing at other multidimensional levels of our awareness and our experience. You know, so tracking back a little bit into what you were saying, like with the ET realms and like, should I go there? Should I not? This also relates to what's going on today. The more we are catching ourselves in fear, the better. So if you see that you're coming into fear around something, oh my gosh, you know, this just happened and, you know, now we're going to have a food shortage and then we're doing this. The more we go into a fear frequency around things, that's when we get ourselves into trouble. So the more we can catch ourselves into trust, trust, trust who we are, trust the power we have within, trust that we can source, we can source our our, our power and our ability to be free of this, the better we're going to be off. So that personal sovereignty piece. And that means when you're sovereign, you are 100% trusting you and what's happening around you. So you know, hey, my team's got my back. My people, my community have my back. Whatever happens, happens because on other levels of experience, I'm going to be fine, you know, so, and my family will be fine if I'm no longer on this planet. Like it's getting past a lot of this fear because fear just like gets, gets us, it catches us. And then you're in the fear frequency and then you attract beings that are in that fear frequency. And then you, you're really digging yourself a hole. So that, that piece is something that's going to really, 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 really help us is don't fall into the fear. Don't fall into the narrative. Hold your personal sovereignty and know what's truth for you. Yes, yes, I completely agree. And that brings up a thought that I just had. So for those that are in that fear, in anxiety, in worry, what would be your suggestions on the very first steps? What are some of the first couple steps they can do just for them to get out of it and feel some kind of relief or peace, regardless of what's happening on around them? Yeah, some of the things they can do is as much as possible, get outside, connect with nature and starting with always opening your heart. So it's it's going within, connecting to your heart space, noticing if you feel like you're going out of your body. Notice if you feel like you're pushing your energy out. It, just imagining you calling yourself back into your body. Imagine your awareness behind your eyes and bring that awareness down to your heart space. I always imagine me sitting in a little rocking chair like a little version of me sitting in a rocking chair in my heart space. And that's when I know, okay, I'm back in my heart because I'm sitting there in my rocking chair, watching the world go by while I'm sitting in my heart. And when I'm in my heart, then I can, I'm ready to do deal with the world. And so learning to tune into your heart space, learning to stay in your body is number one. Mm-hmm. And when you go outside, that's like, that's home. That's your reminder of who you are on a bigger scale. So going outside and connecting and, and I, I'm a city dweller, you know, I love a city. I don't want to really leave the city and I breathe the air of the city, you know, like I find trees around me. I, you know, I find ways to connect with nature, even though I'm a city person. So there's 
you don't, there's no excuse to get out there. You know what I mean? I know it can be cold, especially in certain places and all that, but there, but connecting outside is something that can be really, really important. Sometimes when it's like really, really cold out or something, what I do is I go into a little meditation and imagine myself walking outside. Imagine myself connecting with the sun. Imagine myself connecting with the trees or whatever. So if it's, if you're stuck inside, there are totally ways of connecting on those elemental realms that you don't have to even be outside to do. That's being sovereign. That's being claiming from within. So that piece of connecting inside your body, connecting with nature is a really big one. Connecting with the heart space. Those are like, those are essentials that anyone can do at any time in any lifestyle that they have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like how you mentioned like the simplicities of it all, because not if not everybody is into going deeper into their awakening journey, these are just some simple things that you can do to just get some relief from the everyday chaos. You don't have to, you know, sit there and meditate 24 hours a day. You can just like, as Stacy said, just go outside. Even better if you can go on grass on bare feet. <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. A walk, whatever you can do to, to connect. And, you know, I find pets are great too. Animals are just great because they just get it. They get it a lot. So I like to just, I connect with my dog a lot and he just like kind of takes me into his realm, his realm, you know, and like that just like, it kind of gets you out of the human experience more, which is always nice to do. <laughs> it's like oh, to that, trust me. Sometimes that, I, that I think I relate more to dogs than, than people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I found the other like life changer, like life changer. And, you know, again, I own a business. I also work as a facilitator for Light Body Academy. I have th- two kids. I have a very busy life and, and everything. So it's, it can be hard to reconnect. It can be doing all that. But for one sure. of the also is one of the other essential ways for me is the food I eat. And this is more of a, I've always been a healthy nut, but I've never gotten the right kind of combination of foods that really not only connect me with my, my body elemental, connect me within deeper, but also connect me kind of with that more, I would say that the natural world, it connect, it gets me like my direct connection to spirit, my direct connection to the quantum realms have really opened up since shifting what I eat. Mm. And it's more plant-based. It's more plant-based. You know, I eat lots of fruits and veggies every day and I pray over those and I thank them for you know, for growing and allowing me to have their nutrients, all that kind of stuff that because that's an everyday thing, right? That's an everyday thing that we have to do is eat. So that that piece has really shifted me a lot into that deeper level of connection. For sure. There was a that actually reminds me of a book I read years ago. You may have heard her name is Sonia. I don't remember the last name, but the book was called uh, Nutrition for Intuition. Oh, is it Sh- Sonia Choquette? Yeah. Choquette? Is that her? Yes. Love yes. that book. And yeah, it, it, you're so right. Oh, she's good. What we eat will directly affect how deep we can go in our awakening journey. So that's always good to be mindful of. So let's uh, switch some gears here. Let's talk more ET, interdimensional beings. In your opinion, what is the difference between extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings? Yeah, well, you know, like I think about what the word more inter means like you're more interconnected. So I think of like interdimensional or multidimensional is like you can, they traverse over multiple dimensions. 
you know, that they, that you could go in and out of all various dimensionals where extra, extra terrestrials are usually within one dimension or they have like one frequency of experience or one dimension. Gotcha. So they, or they could stay within a few dimensions, but it's not, they don't traverse over multiple dimensions. So like, I think about the dragons, dragons, many of them, there are some that are for one dimension. Yes. Earth, earth dragons, right? Earth dragons are, they're dedicated. Their, their intention is here. Earth-based. A lot of elementals can be that. They're in this one like dimensional, there's one experience where others, there are certain alchemical dragons that are that are coming into different dimensions. They, they're working at different levels of connection because their mission or their intention is to do that. It's to bridge to bridge the dimensional experience, to bring us up into those, well, to bring down those dimensional experiences to us. You right. know? So, so that's what I think of. Okay. With them. That's what I kind of figured as well, that the interdimensional, interdimensional, tongue twister, interdimensionals have more, I don't want to say movement, because there's really no word to describe. Yeah. So with the extraterrestrials and the interdimensionals, in your opinion, what is their main purpose when they're trying to reach out to us down here in this, in this dimension? Yeah. And, like sometimes I question like why would they want to reach out to uh third dimension people and it's just too it's it would be too dense for them, no? Yeah, you'd think so, but so many first of all, Earth is a is a very desirable planet for beings to come to. There's a lot of resources here. There's a lot of reasons why beings want to come here. And that's why you have beings who helped create this planet to begin with mm-hmm. that are not of this planet. So, I mean, with the Palladians coming here and, and really helping to support humanity, and you have all different, all different beings. Sasquatch have, has spent a lot of time here, and they're one of the original Titans. They're one of the original crew to be on this planet. So there are, it's been a very popular planet to come to. And yes, we have Draconians and other beings that were here because we're we're good to feast on. So there's definitely there there's that intention as well. But for a lot of beings that are here, especially now, and the work that they're doing is to support humanity, is because when you support one, you support all. That they have an intention to help support humanity because it it brings it brings light to the rest of the quantum realms. So we are a planet. And if you've ever read the book, Summer with the Leprechauns and Tannis, Hel- what is it? Helliwell. She kind of really starts to share, shine light on a little bit of this and why, like, especially like why the elementals want to connect with the human, with the, hu- with humans. It's, we are here. We're creators, we have a, a special gift to create, and a lot of beings have a single mission, or a, or again, they can only tap into certain dimensions. They don't have the ability to connect at all these different levels of awareness. We have that ability to connect and be where we have the ability to be multidimensional beings. And so for us, um, that is, we are part of that bigger collective of beings that are, that are uplifting where we are in our, in our quantum experience. So, so they're here. I mean, a, a lot of them are here to support humanity in their transformation. 
That's what I gather. That's what I gather. But there's also the flip side to that, uh, which is, you know, the draconians and they're here because <laughs> they want to control the planet. And that, but that's shifting. And sure. a lot of the, I mean, all that is being, we see it in politics. We see it in, in the yes. system. We see it in educational. So we're seeing how that's all getting broken up. We're seeing that all those holes, those dark lords, those draconians, the Jupiterians, the dragon moths, the, all these levels of beings that, that have decided to serve the dark. That's all light is being shine on all shown on all of that. That's all shifting now. It's all getting cleaned up. <laughs> so, and that's why there's a lot of beings here to help clean that up too, because they may have had a relationship with that. They may have had something to do with that in some way or another, maybe directly or indirectly. So, oh, elaborate on that. So, when you start going into this work and you start really tracking at these higher dimensional levels, you start to see things. So you start to see things like certain a- allyships or relationships that beings may have had together. And a lot of times when you really track far back, you start to see that a lot of the time the intentions were really good. There could have been a partnership between, let's say, certain reptilian beings and uh, the Octorians or the Palladians or or the Sasquatch or other beings, you know, you, you start to see these relationships. And a lot of times they're doing it as a way of serving, serving other serving, let's say the greater good where they say their intention was, we're going to do this, but then it gets hijacked by other beings or right. the experience warps or changes. And, and we see this over and over and over again. And then there's other times where the intention was very clear to serve the dark and always to serve the dark and to manipulate. There's a lot of experiences that you get to witness when you really start to go to those higher levels and you start to hold a lot of compassion because you you see even those dark beings that were there to serve the dark, a lot of times they have stories. And you'll see things like they turned dark because their planet got destroyed and they had nothing else and or they got captured and they got brainwashed and they got into, you know, but they, there's still some light in them. You know, like you you start to really see things in a very, very different way the further up I say up, but you know, we're not we're not talking linear here. You know, but the the further, the deeper you go into understanding and seeing what's really happening. Right. So, and there's not a fight. I rarely see when I start tuning in, especially in those dark levels, you rarely see a fight anymore. There's between, usually, between who? Like meaning whatever, let's say the dark being was doing. So let's say we track into certain AI frequency that was hijacked, that's connected to the war that's going on with Russia, right? Mm-hmm. With Russia and the Ukraine. So we track into an AI frequency that's really holding and locking this down and keeping this in place. And then we track into the AI frequency and we realize, oh, it's coming from this dark lord or it's coming from these reptilian beings or it's coming from wherever. And you track into that, then you realize they are being controlled by something else. Mm-hmm. And so you go back to that controller and you see that that controller was actually really felt it was like serving the light because it was trying to expose the biolab stuff that we're hearing all about now, but that it got 
hijacked by another group or or media is manipulating it. Like there's so much to this. There is. You know, there's, there's so much to it that you just got to. And that none of that's true. I just I'm just saying I was just giving an example exactly of like right. what it's like to track back. There's definitely manipulation happening. <laughs> For sure. There's definitely a lot of it. But it's like we'd have to go into it and track into it to see where it's really coming from. But the beings that are also coming down are helping to clean it up. Because again, we have all been perpetrators. We've all been victims. We've had all sides of us, you know? So even these beings at all different levels have had different sides of us. I have worked on so many lifetimes with, with people and with myself, I was able to go back into those, those lifetimes where I was a reptilian being mm-hmm. and I was causing harm. And then certain lifetimes where I got myself out of it. And then I was shunned by the whole community and I had no one. So we have to understand the whole picture of everything. We've made a choice to see our shadow sides. We've made a choice to see our light. And so when we're doing this work, it's really important to hold that and not be in fear and not be in fear and also know that we have dark sides too. Absolutely. They get cleaned up. Yeah. And we got to love those sides too. And we got to love the work we had done as a perpetrator. And that's at all levels of experience. That's why, again, you have some beings here that are helping to clean up what has been done because they have done it themselves too. Yes. Yeah. We've all played a role on all different sides. Um, And I think that's important to take accountability and stop this blame game and victim game and just keep moving on. Like (laughs) it's it's all part of our evolution. So in your opinion, what is, why is it important for humanity to develop peaceful interspecies relations? And I mean, it is important to also consider that some people would be afraid of Mm -hmm. of initiating this contact. So maybe you can shed some light so the fear can be let go when they're when they're starting. (laughs) Yeah, I think I mean, there's so many there's so many directions to go with this. And one of them is Hollywood has done a great job of. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Right. Yes. Yeah. So even looking at like one of those alien looking beings, I forgot actually what they're called. There's, there's a name for those creatures and stuff, but they, you feel like, oh my gosh, they're, they're, you know, there, there's a fear. But when you look into the eyes of those beings, and I've done this many times in my work, when you look into their eyes, again, you can see the light or you can see that they just want to love, or they just want to to have peace or they, or they get to go back into the dark or they get to go into the light, you know? So tra- tracking back to your question, there's a couple different things. What are humans most afraid of? The unknown. Right. right? Death. Because what that is, is the, the unknown. unknown. <laughs> it is. Some people are terrified of seeing ghosts, right? Like, oh my gosh, don't even talk to me about ghosts. Like it's the same thing with those extraterrestrial. It's the same thing with those right. dimensional yeah. beings, right? There, there, there's just this, because that's the ego that gets in the way. So part of this is if we can let go of the ego space, that fear piece is going to go away because we're living from our hearts and we know we're not, we're unattached to what's going to happen. So when we're not, when we practice like that non-attachment, we can, we know that we're safe. We trust that what's happening within me is fine, you know. So with these relations, it's understanding that humans have to start letting go of, of being afraid of the unknown. And just being in a frequency of 100% is possible all the time. The other piece, there was another direction I wanted to go with this too, with the human and the with the human experience, is when humans can wake up to understanding that we are not alone, 
there's going to be a shift in humanity. And what I pray for and hope for is that then racism can go away. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And like things like that can go away. Just like classism, sexism, all those things. What what is it going to turn into? Is it going to be like planetarianism or something? (laughs) <laughs> and you see that at certain shows, right? Like, wasn't it, it was um, Star Trek or something that like there's certain, you know, like you see it in certain Star Wars and stuff where you see like these councils, right? Of of all these different beings yes. that are on their councils and stuff. And, and humans are like, whatever, like, you know, we're just one of many kind of. So, exactly. I mean, if we can get this, my gosh, would we be just not focused on the mundane crap that humans really get stuck in? No more Kardashian drama, (laughs) no more whatever. (laughs) Sometimes I love those kinds of shows, but, you know, because I like to be my body off and just listen to have my ego get fed a little. But, um, (laughs) but, you know, like I, I see the essential piece of it and we'd probably save our planet. I mean, she's going to do her own thing. Pachamama's going to do her own thing. She's she's going to do her thing and whatever that looks like. But imagine what we could do if we had that relationship. Like if people yeah. really started waking up to those levels of awareness, they would show themselves. They wouldn't be these holograms that they are today. We'd be able to see them and just hang with them. And again, I, I truly feel like the fear piece could go away. So I hope you answered your question. I think there was something in there that I didn't answer, but. Oh no, you you've covered it very well. Yeah, and uh, and I do share that that uh, excitement. If that was to happen, can you imagine the type of knowledge that could just be transferred back and forth? Oh my gosh! <laughs> and what could be done be with amazing. that? <laughs> Obviously, what could be done if it's in the good hands? If now, if it's in the bad hands, yes. now you're gonna create some serious drama. Yes, and that would be something like that's why that sovereign piece is so so important because when we know what's truth for us then we can resonate at a different frequency where other people are going to see what's truth for them and they're going to start making choices that empower them. And it's not going to be sourcing from a place of greed or power. It's going to be this personal this personal uh, power. Yes, so. absolutely. And thankfully that is getting cleaned up right now. Uh, although it may not seem like anything is being done, there's actually a lot being done yes. behind the scenes that's way beyond even on the earth field so huge <laughs> yeah i mean the, it's beyond yeah. our awareness of what's yeah. happening you see it there's so many so many levels beyond even my understanding and a lot of people's understanding of what's happening and it's happening because we're no matter what whether we're conscious or aware of it or not we are the beacon we are holding the light we are holding the light that's that is shifting and making more souls wake up. And the more we wake up, the more those levels are going to come down here and, and, and integrate with us. So yeah, there's so much, hap- so much in the works, so much happening on those quantum levels. It's, it's fascinating. Now from with your tracking abilities, putting you on the spot here, ascension of earth. I mean, one side of the story is, is happening. Doesn't, doesn't matter what slows it down or delays it. It's going to happen. But at the same time, there's still free will in the Mm -hmm. equation. So in what 
what fork do you see hap happening with humanity? Like, is there even a fork happening or we're going straight down one line and one line only? <laughs> no, I definitely think it's not one line. And from when I, when I work with beings and I'm tracking into, especially a lot of the human experience, when I'm tracking into it, I'm watching the humans that are choosing to awaken and I'm watching many of them that are choosing free will and are choosing to, to stay in their limited experience. And I think that's going to continue to be the case. Okay. I, I, I do. I think that from what I'm seeing and witnessing that there are going to be a lot of awakened beings, but there's a lot that are going to hold on. And that's going to create a lot of struggles down the road. And I, I mean, you're, that's why you're, you've already seen lots of people leaving, exiting, choosing to, to pass on from their, their incarnated experience currently. You're going to see more of that. I was just on Facebook yesterday. I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people are posting loved ones who passed. I'm like, what is happening here? There's a, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, just to touch on the depth of that is, are you saying that their soul is choosing not to participate in this life anymore so they can move on to higher realms or are they choosing to not participate because they don't want to awaken even after they pass away like kind of hard There's to grasp a, but yeah 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 what i'm seeing more of is some are saying this personal in incarnated experience is no longer serving me i'm out so that i'm seeing that a lot with with a lot of beings and where they're choosing to go from there, if they're coming back to, to be in a different experience, to then experience, to clean it up, there are those beings that are doing that. They're coming back because they need a new body or they need a new oh, lifetime okay. or a new experience to then clean it up under, in different ways. Because we, you know, we've chosen our relationships. We've chosen the family yes. we've come yes. into. We've chosen this, right? So I've chosen to be you know, a middle-class woman. Right. I, mm -hmm. I'm mainly white, but I'm also a woman of color. Like I have to, you know, so that that piece is I've chosen this to have a college education. I've chosen these kind of pieces to come into. I didn't choose to be a, a, a kid from a poor kid from India, you know, right. like I, I, I chose this. So a lot of them are leaving to to come into this, the, a new experience so they can choose a different way of waking right. up. You know, right. like for some reason I had to be sexually assaulted as a kid. I had to go through that mm -hmm. because that cleared me to get to another level of awareness. I, maybe I wouldn't have had that if I chose a different life experience, if I came in as a boy or if I came in as exactly. a whatever, you know? So that's happening a lot is that they're coming back. They're choosing to come back, still forget, but get, and but then be in a different experience of awakening. Some are choosing not to awaken. Some are choosing not to awaken. And that is something we have to be okay with. Because if it becomes our loved ones, I who know. choose not to awaken, oh, yep. It, yep. it's heartbreaking. It it's is. heartbreaking. But that's their path too, you know? So there's a lot that's happening. Yes, lots are reincarnating. Lots are, are choosing out altogether. You know, we'll see how that piece really grows and develops as, as the planet starts to shift even more and... You know, but where I try to stay is in the acceleration. I try to stay in that space of liberation and know that no matter what I'm taking care of and know that the, the, the people who choose out but choose to not awaken, I just have faith that they're going to come back into a different experience or that they're taken care of. 
Yes, that is that is the ultimate piece that you can come to terms with. Yeah, and I've struggled with that over the past year, even with my own family. So that's that's great that you mentioned that. Now, before we wrap things up, I just kind of want to touch on um, that notion that, oh, with the new earth coming, everybody that inhabits that new earth has to be on their awakening journey. What do you think about that? Like, will people that don't awaken reach that spot or will the, or will, will there will be two parallel earths, so to speak? Like, what's your take? Yeah, you know, I haven't tuned into that very much. I just tuned into watching certain humans choose to not awaken. Mm -hmm. I think what's going to happen is they're going to stay on the planet until they choose not to be on the planet anymore, but that their experience is going to be not very pleasant. Gotcha. Because I don't feel like they're all just going to check out. I just don't. I don't know why I I feel that, but I just don't feel like all of them are going to check out. But I think that their experience is going to shift and I don't know what that's going to look like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So there will still be like a coexistence between those that are choosing to accelerate versus those that are not. There's still, they'll still be. That's what it feels like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great insight. Great insight. Yeah. Any last. It'd be interesting uh, to ask that question to a lot of different. Yeah. You know, to a lot of different uh, people in this work. It'd be really interesting to see that because, you know, a lot of times like, yeah, you get these data sets, but you don't necessarily know what they're for until they've passed, right? So like you get a data set, you experience it, you clear it, and then time goes on and then you can reflect back and look and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that was the reason why I needed to know that, mm-hmm. you know? Like you don't know it necessarily at the time. So we're saying this, we're tuning into this and I'm witnessing it in that real time of watching when I'm in that clearing practice working with people and then I see certain souls that in certain beings that don't want to be liberated, that don't want to be awakened. So they choose to stay in their spot. And I'm watching a, a bunch of those right now do that. So I know that. I know that data set. I've witnessed right. it. I experience it. I know it to be true. Now what's going to happen to them I don't necessarily know, but something knowing this data set that I'm, I'm witnessing this, that's the piece that's going to be really interesting. And actually another piece that would be really interesting for those who witness this, for those who experience even loved ones or friends or family that pass, be interesting to tune in to them and know where they were in their, in their acceleration process, where they were in their process of liberation, personal liberation, were they a spiritual person? Were they not? Were they, were they stuck in a fear-based mentality? Were they not? Those are indicators of some things, you know, or tuning into them after they've passed to see exactly where that's they're was, at. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like, that would be interesting to see what they've chosen after they've passed. But again, mm-hmm. for, for someone to tune into them after they've passed, that person would have to be on their awakening journey or they're going to have to rely on a medium to get that information. So, and then some mediums like they're, some mediums get certain information, right? Mm -hmm. But a medium that understands the multidimensional levels is going to have a, a, may have a a stronger data set in terms of that, that new earth piece to it too, that are they going to be reincarnated into a, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So some mediums, and this is old paradigm stuff, right? Like you hear mediums and what they do is they tell you, oh yeah, they're doing great. They just showed a, a red cardinal. You know, yeah. red cardinal is meaning that's them next to you. You know, like there's a red cardinal story that's out there right now, which is pretty beautiful. But like they know certain, you know, but it'd be interesting to see who who is connected at those multidimensional levels to know what's where they are and what they're doing and if they if they've chosen even for that to be known mm, yeah you know, there's there's a lot of pieces to this there's a lot of different ways to go about this and and but it would be fascinating to see you know what's happening and i i feel like the old paradigm way was that what you believed in is what happened to you so if you believed in you know that nothing happens to you you're just you just bones in the ground and that's it, then you are in a realm of that. If you believe in a heaven, you're in a heaven kind of realm. You know, if you believe in incarnation, you come back. Like that, that I've witnessed with beings in old paradigm. That's interesting. So that notion that if you pass away or you cross over, you haven't awakened and then you awaken over there, you're saying does not happen. It feels like that's shifting. This whole concept of afterlife is shifting. So, so I haven't dug into this one yet. That would be an interesting one. Yeah. It would be really cool to dig into to see, all right, what's really up with that? Like, is there really, um, what is this concept of when you pass, what happens now? Because I definitely feel like a lot of those realms, we used to track into a lot of those realms and a lot of beings have been freed from those realms. Those like that purgatory type of realm or the whatever, you know, whatever those belief systems. So those belief systems were created and they created these spaces. They created these quantum spaces, you know, for beings to go to. All that is getting dismantled. That's all old school stuff. So it, what I personally don't know is what is to come, what direction we're headed with all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be what's really going to be interesting to see and shift. Right. Yeah. And I reckon that's going to depend on how we do right now. <laughs> yeah. That's why, again, it goes back to these staying in your body, getting in your heart space, connecting within as much as possible, claiming your space, claiming your body. This is this is my space, being that self-governed, you know, being that sovereign being, knowing your truth is what is going to be, what's going to, it's not even survival. It's it's for our personal liberation. Like this is, this is our, our next cut. This is our next step. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for all so this information. We covered a lot in the hour. <laughs> more than I thought. <laughs> so thank you so much. If you want to know more information on Stacy, you can go to lightbodyacademy.com where she does facilitate facilitate a lot of the programs. Yep. And and bunch to come up. So lots coming up. Yep. Thank you so thank you. much. Thank you.